Hey, it's Aaron. And I'm Sarah. And this is 31 Nights of Scary Shit. Oh, hello. Oh, hello again. We're back again. Bringing you some things. Episode 66. Yeah. It feels a little weird. Also... One number away from the number of the beast. The devil. The devil <laughs> and the demons. Yes. Um, the demons, if you will. The demons. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, <laughs> enough of my absurdity. Um, we're bringing you another episode, friends. It's, a, it's an Aaron-centric episode. And this is a historical piece. You know, we love scary historical I shit. I like when we do a historical piece. Speaking of historical scary shit, have you watched the YouTube channel, the YouTube, um, or the pod, or listened to the podcast from Bailey Sarian, the, like, dark history? Mm. She talks about, like, historical yeah. shit that's scary. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty good. I mean, that's a different vibe. Yeah. Than our vibe. But, yeah, it's a, it's a good one. Anyway, sorry. I love a dark history i do so this is a good episode for our all all our history buffs yes, out there i think it is because it's the salem witch trials <laughs> bum, bum, bum. who doesn't love talking about the salem witch trials yeah spooky 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 like probably the og spooky spooks and a blot on our nation's history yeah horrifying and literally like do we talk about did do you end up talking about what really happened yeah, okay, of course splendid, I do. Splendid. I can't wait till we get to that. Of course, I forgot to add what actually probably was the cause of their illness, but you know it's we'll that. Talk about you it, know yeah. it's that. You know what the it potato is. thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, the notions of witches being burned at the stake is actually false. For the Salem witch trials, there was no one burned at the stake. That was That's just that was a European thing. Um, oh, so the damn Europeans did it. We didn't do it? That, that was a practice that was done in European witch trials, Ooh. where some accused of sorcery were actually burned alive at the stake. But witches even there were commonly hanged or beheaded first, and the bodies being burned was actually kind of an extra insurance <laughs> that no witchery from beyond the grave was happening. I mean, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Like, is yeah, it, yeah. like fire is purifying. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. You know, in order to get rid of a witch, obviously you have to burn yeah. them. But it's early, yeah, obviously, obviously. As early as the 14th century, people developed a belief that in exchange for their loyalty to the devil himself, humans known as witches received special powers that could harm people. Is it a coincidence that when we start talking about witches, my cat comes over and starts meowing? That means he's a witch. A familiar. A familiar. Oh He's my a god. Familiar. Oh my god. Oh, Gussie. Wait. I always thought you were dumb. Maybe you're just hiding things. So I'm the witch. You know, I would have been killed for that. Isn't he my cat though? Oh, but he came over he and came, yelled at you. He came to me. Valid point. Oh my god, and I get into all that stuff. Oh god, here we go. Oh my god, look at this. He's looking at you like he knows you. Oh my god. Well, he does know you also. That's but, the other but thing. But that was weird, right? It was weird. Weird timing, Gus. Anyway. Podcast. <laughs> In Massachusetts Bay Colony in the 17th century, fear and suspicion were commonplace. Due, Shocking. <laughs> due to many factors. Um, there was a strong belief in the devil. And there were factions among Salem Village families. There's a lot of factions among families nowadays, too. Faction is a really good word. It sounds very satisfying. Faction. Faction. The CT sound is very mm -hmm. construct. Mm -hmm. I like that. Anyway, sorry. There was a rivalry with a near with nearby Salem town. There was that 
pesty thing called the smallpox epidemic that had, <laughs> had occurred. You, yeah, you know that annoying little thing that happened in history. Oh my god, smallpox! Oh my god, now it's. Oh my gosh, the parallels, the parallels, <gasps> the parallels to the hysteria. Oh my god. Well, I feel like we might be the last people to put those two pieces together, but like honestly, mind blowing. Mm. And the fear of attack by warring tribes was also. Is it 2021 or is it the 1600s? Yeah, I know. And now the warring <laughs> tribes are, well, we know who well, they are. Yeah. We just won't go there. That's white a... supremacists. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yes. This is not a political podcast. No, no. So when 150 people's names were, quote, cried out as the cause of preteen girls, um, of a pre of preteen girls, you know, suffering and ailments um, for practicing witchcraft, people were all too willing to believe such claims. You might say to yourself, that is irrational. But as we know, the type of mob uh, mentality that arises when people become paranoid, suspicious, fanatical in their beliefs is not uncommon, as we know throughout history that. And let's villainize Pe some more people, yeah. like women or minorities yeah. or, you know, the disabled. Like, let's alienate yeah. and make them villainized as well. Yeah, so people are, are willing to... Believe anything. Believe sometimes. outrageous things if it if it has to do with people that they don't like. Yeah. Also, is there anyone meaner and scarier than a preteen girl? No. I mean, quite honestly... I argue no. I mean, we. I feel like we know firsthand that there's nothing meaner than a preteen girl. Yeah. So, yeah. And preteen girls started this mess. So yeah, that's all yeah, I'm saying. No offense. Uh, we're not bl victim blaming, but yeah. preteen girls, it's your fault. <laughs> yep. Yes. You don't help the situation. Yes. You make it worse 99% of the time. Yes. And if there are preteen girls listening, which I really hope you're not. You shouldn't be. Um, you should be asleep because more than likely you're listening to this at night when you should be asleep. And you've got your cell phone underneath your covers that you're not supposed or your to damn have. AirPods in your ears. Put them which, away. Also, don't sleep with those in your ears. It's bad. It's I, bad for your ears. I've done that. You but, shouldn't do that. First of all, you have AirPods? The, yeah, I do. What the hell kind of, what kind of money are you making? They're the same ones you ordered. Oh, oh, I thought you meant legit AirPods. No. Those are broken, by the way, those AirPods that I had. Oh. Completely broken. Mine still work. Well, then maybe I just don't take care of my things correctly. <laughs> I was about to be like, this bitch has AirPods. No, They're no. like $500. No, no. Good Lord. No. Okay. Sorry, back to the story. All right, I digress. Um, January, picture this. Picture Jan this, set the scene. January of 1692, Reverend Samuel, Samuel Paris's nine-year-old daughter, Elizabeth, or Betty Paris, and his niece, 11-year-old Abigail Williams, become ill. Oh, God. Um, the girls experience violent contortions and uncontrollable outbursts of screaming. <laughs> mm. So a normal day for yeah. preteen girls. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. I know. That. See, that's what my notate. That's what my notations actually say. And I'm like, I probably shouldn't say this to everything, but I will offend people with this yeah. statement. But preteen girls do convulse and scream randomly. Um. Yes, they do. Um. So the village doctor or village idiot in this case, Doctor William Griggs, diagnosed bewitchment. That was a diagnosis, don't you know? <laughs> bewitchment. Bewitchment. Oh, oh my God. That was. I want a doctor nowadays for me to go in and be like, doctor, I'm like, I've been like having these muscle spasms. Yeah. And I feel a compulsion to scream and him to just go, bewitchment. Yeah. I would love. <laughs> what do you prescribe? Yeah. Midol? I don't know. Midol? And, and then the and chocolate? And chocolate. <laughs> and then the other girls, and then some other girls experience similar symptoms. Um, Ann Putnam, Mercy Lewis, Elizabeth Hubbard. 
Um, Hubbard. Mary Wolcott and Mary Warren. I believe those, I hope I don't, I'm not misquoting this, but I believe those were other girls who experienced similar ailments. So there were warrants for the arrest of three women who were accused of bewitching the girls. One was Tituba. She was a Caribbean woman who was the Paris's slave. Of course, blame the yep, slave. A homeless beggar named Sarah Good, and the elder and an elderly woman. Sarah. Yep, and an elderly woman named Sarah Osborne. Now, is it a coincidence that two out of these three women are named Sarah? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Second of all, yeah. Second of all, can we circle back to? What if these girls all got together and were like, we're going to get out of having to do shit by mm-hmm. acting like this. And if we all act the same way, then they're going to think it's a real illness. Yeah. What if it was just preteen girls being assholes? I think they were. God damn it. So the three accused women were brought before the court. Um, both Sarah's, Osborne and Good, denied their guilt, but Tichibwa confessed. I mean, at that point... Yeah. I, I hate to be this person, but if you're a slave at that time, well, I'll get into and why getting put in front of court. I feel like at a certain point, you just assume they're going to kill you. I'll get into why. While, while, so uh, why not bring them all down? Yeah, um, Sarah Good was quickly convicted. Um, she <gasps> that was from Fear Street. Sarah Good. Yep. <gasps> she had been named by others who were accused, so there was some throwing under the bus going along because they. Th- I think they thought if they named names, they would have a lesser well, sentence. That's still carries today and afflicted girls claimed that her specter had attacked them Hmm. it was said that she flew on a broomstick and attended witches meetings Hmm. it isn't clear why tichaba confessed perhaps she thought that she would get a lighter sentence by acting as an informant against others who were plotting against the puritans by colluding with the devil well that kind of backfired um so others accused were martha corey and rebecca nurse who were both considered to be upstanding citizens and god-fearing women Saddest thing is that the four-year-old daughter of Sarah Good was accused as well. Susanna Martin, who was from Amesbury, not Salem, was also convicted because four girls said that the specter of Goody Martin attacked them. They they didn't even have to recognize her, like, to to know who she was. They just named her, and it was taken as such. Um, Susanna Martin, Rebecca Nurse, and Sarah Good were hanged on the same day. Martha uh, Curry, Curry of Andover, where there were more accused witches than from any other town, was most uh, was most likely accused due to her family's unpopularity. They Uh were thought to have brought smallpox to Andover. Okay, well, at that point, you can kind of see the Mm. weird connection. Cotton Mather referred to her as a rampant hag who aspired to be the queen of hell. Okay, I hate Cotton Mather so much. Um. I was just thinking that I have the same nicknames, so that's kind of weird. What? <laughs> I'm also referred to as a rampant hag in the Queen of Hell. <laughs> For a split second, I was like, what the I know- fuck are you trying to tell me? Yeah. Also, I want to know, what is Goody a nickname for? I don't know. I feel like it's just a random name you, they would give random women. But you hear that a lot in those stories. In those I want that stories. to be my nickname, Goody. Yeah, you hear that in, a lot in those stories from that time. I don't know. I love that. Martha Corey did not really fit the profile of a usual suspect for witchcraft. However, she aroused suspicion when she tried to stop her husband Giles from going to a hearing. Hmm. Martha was accused of bewitching a girl and blinding her. Martha had a very defiant attitude during the trial. And get this. Before you feel sorry for her husband, he would not corroborate her testimony. He actually testified against her. What an asshole. So I don't feel bad that he was pressed to death with stones. Yes. Good for you, sir. There were other witches who confessed, quote, in quotes, and named others as witches. 
In May of 1692, the new governor, William Phipps, ordered the, co- the court of Oyer and Terminer, which means to hear and decide cases against accused witches in Suffolk, Essex, and Middlesex counties, all in Massachusetts, just in case you're just tuning in. The presiding judges were Hathorne, Sewell, and Stoughton. Bridget Bishop was the first convicted, and she was hanged at Gallows Hill in Salem Town on June 10th. She had been acquitted of charges a decade earlier, but she fit the stereotype of an accused witch to a T. She was elderly, poor, and argumentative. So poor people, black people, and women. Old people, women. Old people. Yeah. Get rid of them all. Five more people were hanged in July, five in August, and eight in September. Seven other accused died in jail. Giles Corey, the husband of Martha Corey, as I said, was pressed to death because he wouldn't enter a plea at his hearing. In case uh, you you didn't hear what I said before, that's when they would place a gigantic boulder on someone and allow it to slowly crush them to death. So fun times. First of all, probably my least favorite way to kill somebody. So Cotton Mather um, actually had warned, he was a respected minister, had actually warned against using specter evidence in the trials that it probably wasn't really a way to go. And his father, Increase, also argued that he would rather... This is a direct quote. It would be better for 10 witches to escape than one innocent person be condemned. So, okay, I, I, I yeah. fully support that. Yeah. So let's they, like make sure they're actually witches. Let's not yeah. just kill people. So even though Cotton Mather had his, you know, shortcomings, he, d- he did feel that this was a dangerous precedent to be setting. Yeah. So this is the most, this is just dumb, the rest of this now. So there were tests that were done to determine if someone was a witch. And I apparently had had just been identified as one because that was one of the tests that they use when Gus came over to me. So so even when people passed the ridiculous test, they were killed anyway because that's just kind of how the witch hunt works. It's like, well, they passed, but we're just going to kill them anyway. They were already, you know, pretty much guilty in the court of public opinion. First one was a swimming test. Accused witches were made to strip to their undergarments, were bound, and then were thrown into the water to see if they would sink or flow to the top. What do you think happened? Witches were believed to have, quote, spurned the sacrament of baptism. So if you were a witch, the water would reject your body and you would flow to the top. Someone who stayed submerged was innocent, but <laughs> dead and most likely accidentally drowned. So, what a, okay. So great. No one, no one was like, okay, this is an inherently flawed test. Oh, it gets worse. Let's come up with a different one. So this, th- th- this one's even stupider. The, is that a word? The prior. More t- stupid? More, more stupid, stupid? Dumber? Wouldn't stupider? you be the one that would yeah, know? Yeah, I should know, but I'm, <laughs> I should know, but the prior test, you know, I'd fail no. this one. Accused witches were forced to recite passages and prayers and were expected to do so with no mistakes in order to prove they weren't witches. Okay. First of all, I mess up the Our Father when I say it, and I say it almost every day. Great plan. Some of the accused were probably illiterate. And let's see, if you're in fear for your life, you might slip up. So stupid plan. So one guy accused, accused of sorcery, George Burroughs, recited a prayer perfectly while he was at the gallows, but was executed anyway. Because the recitation was dismissed as a devil's trick. So see what I mean? See what I mean? Then they go back on it. You can't make it a test and then be like, the devil did this to trick us. Yeah. No. No, sir. That's That's not what a test is. Yes. Then there's the touch test. This one is beyond stupid. So those who were victims of witchcraft were supposed to have a specific reaction to being touched by a witch. A person who was afflicted with fits would have an accused witch place a hand on them. 
If the sick person came out of the fit, this meant that the person who had touched them had the powers of a witch. I don't like that. What if a fit is like a seizure and the seizure ends? That's some bullshit. Well, come on, science. They didn't learn about it then. Definitely not. If there was no reaction, then the person who had had lain, is that correct? Had lain with. (laughs) (laughs) Had lain. It's very biblical sounding. I know, but it's not. Do not lay with your horse. <laughs> what? Why I don't that? know. <laughs> Bestiality. <laughs> I didn't want to go down the gay route because it doesn't actually say that in the Bible and it's misleading. No, so anyway. no, no. So if there was no reaction, then the person who had laid their hands on the sick person was thought to be innocent. Oh, like Jesus laying hands. So this is lame. Two accused witches, Rose Collander and Amy Denny, were hanged in 1662 because of this test. So this is this was 30 year, over 30 years prior. Two children were suffering some, from some sort of fit that caused them to clench their fists t- so tightly together that a strong man could not pry their fingers apart. That's yeah, probably a seizure. Yes. When either Collander or Denny touched the girls, their fists opened. But to prove the authenticity of the test, they had other people not accused touch the girls. And guess what? Their fists stayed clenched. Oh, so that was proof surely. And the two women were both hanged. You know, that was clear evidence. Now, I'd like to know if they had both those people put their hands on the kid at the same time, what would happen? Yeah, exactly. This is my favorite one, personally. Witches cakes. Pardon? Witch cakes. Witch cakes? Yes, love it. Do you remember that really awful, I hate to bring this up, that really awful scene, no wait, you slept, in Midsummer? Fucking rude. Where, I went back and watched it. Where yeah. they bake the... It's horrifying. The yeah, no. pubic hair into the... Yeah, it's just, it's terrible. Why are we even bringing that up? Because this is equally foul. Um, <laughs> is it equally foul? If you have not gone and watched Midsummer, don't. Watch don't. It now. Yeah, don't. Don't do it. That's my recommendation because it is horrifying every person that was involved in that film i guarantee you is traumatized because it is a movie it's so fucked up well anyway back to witch cakes so when there was a mysterious illness or a suspected possession a concoction of the victim's urine no rye meal what is that i don't know and ashes were made ashes were made into a cake what the cake was then fed to a pet to a pet, so like Gus here, it was fed to a pet of the of the victim's family, so usually a dog, who was supposed to reveal the name of the evildoer who had bewitched the possessed person. Tichiba had made one of these cakes to help to identify the witch who had possessed Betty Paris. It didn't work, of course. But then Tichiba's knowledge of spells was later, later used against her at her trial. Well, the spell didn't work! Obviously, she didn't have any knowledge. It I'd like to know who figured out how a witch cake worked at first. I don't know. Who was like, you know what? I'm going to pee in this bowl. <laughs> and I'm going to take some random other weird bodily fluids. That was the original recipe for Baltimore crab cakes. Don't- <laughs> oh, oh, God. Don't even. That is just... That's Ruin that for me. everyone. And then- She's lying, by the way. She's not from Maryland. She doesn't. She doesn't get to talk about crab cakes like that and get away with it. Okay, anyway. She doesn't murder. There were actually seven of these really stupid things, but I'm only listing five. So here's the fifth one. Incantations, also dumb. Accused witches were ordered to speak to the devil and ask him to relieve the afflicted of their fits. Other people not accused of witchcraft were ordered to say these same words to see how the afflicted would react. So the Samuels family was accused of bewitching five girls from the wealthy Throckmorton family. In the trial, Alice Samuel, her husband and daughter, were ordered to say, quote, As I am a witch, 
I charge the devil to allow Mr. Stockmorton to come out of her fit at present. I don't know why I'm being so dramatic. And when the girls immediately recovered, the Samuels were charged as witches. Okay. Inherently another flawed test, because if you're able to communicate with the devil, yeah, you're probably a witch. So if you're inviting them to communicate with the devil, why you're you're catching <sighs> these people. These people. So are you wondering what became of Tichiba? I will tell I you. I feel like I might know, but I like that name. The first woman to be accused of being a witch, Tichiba. Well, first of all, she was a woman of color, most likely an, indi- an indigenous Central American. Mm. Reverend Samuel Paris bought her in Barbados, where she had been enslaved since she was a child. She was brought to Massachusetts in 1680. It's believed that she had married an enslaved man with whom she had a daughter named Violet. <gasps> yep. Oh my God, my niece. Titch, maybe she's a descendant of Tichuba. No, I know she's not, but... Wouldn't that make me a descendant of Tichuba? Yes, which would be rad. Unless it was from her dad's side of the family, which doesn't know. make sense, because aren't witches passed down in the women or whatever? I don't know. We should now look I'm into it, though. making up folklore about things. Tichuba cared for the children in the Paris household, and the girls had been playing a game in which they dropped an egg while an egg white into a glass of water. Ew. The form of the egg white in the water was supposed to help predict who the girls would marry. Now they were twelve at the time, right? So they were so the year the following year. <laughs> they so were, the following year when they were marrying age. Yeah. When the girls saw what looked like a coffin in the glass, they began acting strangely, barking like dogs and flying into hysterics. Again. <laughs> you mean normal Nor- preteen behavior. Yeah. The sound <laughs> I often hear. <laughs> and I go, okay. I'm not this e- is a Tuesday. I'm not even going on. I'm not even going to go there. Yeah. So sounds like I said, sounds like some typical middle school behavior to me. Tichaba wanting to help bake the girls a witch's cake. God damn it, Tichaba. Because she's, she's helpful. And her intent being to alleviate their symptoms, not to practice sorcery. Paris then beat Tichaba to get her to confess that witchcraft was the reason for the girls' behavior. Tichaba did confess and claimed that she and the girls rode on sticks and that a black dog told her to hurt the children. Hmm, does that sound like what happens when police coerce somebody when they're interrogating them and they're so afraid they confess? Hmm. So, this is what sparked all of the mass hysteria. Or she was the original, like, uh, sarcastic dry person that was like, oh yeah, we rode Probably. on, on brooms. I think Tichaba and- was... Pretty yeah. fierce, actually. Tichaba was arrested and jailed for more than a year. Okay. Oh, Paris, of course, did not bail her out. She fortunately escaped the fate of those who were hanged. Eventually, she was bailed out of jail by an unknown person. But Tichaba basically disappears from records after she was released from jail. There's nothing else known of her. Oh. The, what? Those who were jailed, well, there's no reason to talk about her anymore at that point. She's a... Uh, you know, she's not anyone's property. Oh, that's a valid she, point. You know what I mean? So there's no there's no reason to talk about her. Those who were jailed and released were eventually given back their property and paid restitution, while Tichuba was not, of course. So um, in this whole thing, eventually the court of Oyer and Terminer was dissolved and the court was disbanded by Governor William Phipps in October of 1692. The Superior Court of Judicature replaced the Court of Oyer and Terminer and did not allow spectral evidence. And by early 1693, the accused who were in prison were released and pardoned. In 1697, there was a day of fasting and remembrance declared for the Salem witch trials. Leading Justice Samuel Sewell publicly apologized for his role in the trials. The Massachusetts colony passed legislation to restore the reputations of the accused, and restitution was made to the heirs of the victims. However, the damage was done, and it haunted the community for many years after. 
Wow, I didn't know all that stuff after the fact. That's kind of, I know it doesn't make everything go away, but it yeah. is kind of a nice gesture. But they did, yeah, they did acknowledge, so. Wow. I am just. I mean, we can't even acknowledge shit and it's 2021. I know. I mean, I... that was, what, 1692? Yeah. Like, and they fucking acknowledge that shit? That's pretty impressive. I mean, I'm sure there's other horrible things. And people I hate, that are from though, that, that part it was of the country just, might I hate, though, that kind, of, that kind of, like, so soon after they were like, whoops. You know what I mean? It was like, yeah, um, about that. <laughs> we fucked up, guys. Yeah. Sorry. You yeah. know, we made an error in judgment. So, yeah. yeah. Crazy. But that was a good one. That was like a good I love Salem witch trials. Talking situation. about the Salem witch trials. I don't. Well, it is I... it is Aaron's jams, and also that part of the country. It's your jam too. I love Massachusetts. She loves everything about New England. And the next one I do was also in Massachusetts. Okay, so there's a theme with Aaron. This Not week. really. Not really. Not really at all. But sort of. Well, Stephen King's from New England. Oh yeah. So she did New England vaguely themed episodes. I did. I picked very random ones. Yeah. Super random ones. Yeah. But anyway, um, we want you to send us a email at 31 nights of scary shit at gmail.com. We want you to follow us on Twitter at scary shit pod on Instagram at 31 nights of scary shit and on Facebook at 31 nights of scary shit. Please send us cool things. We like cool things, friends, and we want to shout you out. And if you support us on buy me a coffee, we will send you a free sticker that are coming in the mail. I ordered them yesterday. Yes. Um, now I'm not saying they're going to be the highest quality, but they are coming in the mail and you should be getting them once we get them and then I can ship them out. Um, so yeah, so just make sure you, uh, stay spooky. Uh, bye.